Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, for another episode of The Roman Show for the week of June 2nd, 2019. We are midway through this year already, but we have a good show for you today lined up. Big Dad Rich, the vocalist of the Texas Hippie Coalition, better known as THC, joins us today to talk about their latest LP, High in the Saddle. This plus a whole lot more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Guidance, surgeon, go. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks everyone for tuning into The Roman Show. It's for the week of uh, June 2nd, as I said earlier. We kicked off the show. Getting ready for another episode. Big Dad Rich of the Texas Hippie Coalition will join us. I was so thrilled to interview this man. This guy is absolutely awesome. If you've had had an opportunity to see the THC live, then consider yourself lucky. Seen him twice. Um, first time was when they toured with Fozzie. Uh, of course, we know Fozzie because the main singer there is Chris Jericho. But a big fan of the Texas Hippie Coalition. You got the Southern Rock. Uh, uh, blues type of feel to it and Big Dad Rich I mean there's a real reason why they call him Big Dad Rich he's a big dude and his vocals man are just so cool I mean they're so lively and charismatic when you see him in fact he inspired me um, to get these cool uh, metal rings or skull rings because I remember I saw him and at the uh, at, at the show, he had this huge uh, score ring. So I'm like, oh man, I gotta get one of those things. You know, I, I love rock and roll. I love heavy metal, and, and this to have something like this uh, on my fingers to, and to remind myself the love I have for the music. I gotta get this stuff. So you gotta check this out. Uh, their new LP, High in the Saddle, available right now on for uh, any of the streaming services. Of course, you got your classics like uh, Pissed Off and Mad About It, uh, but now they got a new classic, and that's Moonshine, which is a part of their new LP, High in the Saddle. Available right now. Go ahead and stream it on your favorite uh, system out there. Uh, and they are also on tour currently as we speak. So make sure that you find out uh, more information by visiting the Roman Show. We'll tell you where and how to get tickets for THC when they go to your city. All right, let's get things underway here. When I get some announcements out of the way, make sure you visit collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code, all in caps, the Roman Show, to get a percentage off your purchase. Right now, they're launching the latest and greatest materials or designs for the summer. So head on over to Collar and Elbow. Brand.com, use the promo code The Roman Show. Also, Father's Day is around the corner. What better way to 
celebrate your old man's day by buying him a little bit of ball wash to get the junk or get the funk off your junk. And trust me, guys, this things work. I'm telling you, get yourself a bottle of ball wash. That's uh, ballwash.com or just visit theromanshow.com. Right on your right-hand side, you're going to see the logo of Ball Wash. Just click on that. Use the promo code, all in caps, ROMAN. R-O-M-A-N. And you will get a percentage off your purchase. 305 Fights returns with some more action featuring amateur mixed martial arts and combat sports. It will take place this Saturday, June 8th at the Miami Scottish Rite. I will be out there myself announcing, looking forward to getting inside the cage again and bringing in some of the energy. I hope you guys bring it too. And I hope to see you at the 305 Fights featuring amateur bouts in Miami at the Miami Scottish Rite. And to see some pro mixed martial arts, June 28th, mark it on your calendar. Titan FC returns with another action pack card. Oh, man, it's going to be Juan Puerta returns uh, to action. As you remember, Juan Puerta was not allowed to defend his title against Gustavo Eddie Ballard after they found some uh, irregular activities, if you will, um, linked to CBDs. And the Florida Commission, Boxing Commission, did not allow him to compete. They notified the COO, of the promotion, Mr. Lex McMahon, that he was unable to compete literally just about during the the co-main event. Florida Boxing Commission stated to McMahon that Juan Puerta was unable to compete because of what they found in his test. And they notified him literally at the co-main event. Well, he's going to get another shot. Juan Puerta defends his title. And you can see it live. At the Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale, we're heading on over to UFC Fight Pass if you are unable to attend this great event. The UFC Fight Pass will be streaming the entire event live. I'll be out there announcing once again, looking forward to bringing all of my energy again all over the world and in person. So we hope to catch you right there. Get your tickets right now, cagetax.com forward slash Titan. KHTIX.com forward slash Titan. All right, let's talk some pro wrestling in reality check. And now it's time to give you a reality check. Make sure to follow us on our socials, ladies and gentlemen. That's Roman Show Media, both on Facebook and on Instagram and at the Roman Show on Twitter. Well, we lead this segment with John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. He went on the podcast of Talk is Jericho and he laid it all out, all his frustrations of how he felt with WWE's creative team. He stated that he was not happy. That everything that he presented to the squad and the man himself as a Vince McMahon, well, they just didn't go for it. He had to depend on the writers. In fact, he was given something that was very low 
um, that insulted Roman Reigns, his buddy, who at the time was facing a battle with leukemia. And Dean Ambrose at the time, now John Moxley said, listen, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. That's, I, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to do that. So he let out all his frustrations, and John Moxley has now appeared or made an appearance at AEW. He is part of the roster, and on Wednesday, June 5th, he will debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling as he takes on Juice Robinson. So John Moxley is definitely making an impact outside of the WWE. I'm sure he'll make a lot of money, and he will have freedom as far as creativity goes. Uh, so, this is my take on AEW and John Moxley appearing at the promotion. They had their their debut pay-per-view over the Memorial Day weekend. You know, last week we didn't have an episode. But I want to share my thoughts on AEW and what I thought about it. And by the way, if you haven't listened to Jim Cornette's podcast, I advise you to. The Jim Cornette podcast is uh, quite entertaining. My take on AEW is not as... Uh, bashing or bashful as uh, Jim Cornette's but nonetheless um, give it a shot give it a listen trust me you you won't be disappointed uh, when you hear that podcast of Jim Cornette alright so to make this pretty much uh, short and sweet uh, AEW Double or Nothing was a great pay-per-view I thought it was a lot of fun but, but I'm going to be honest here with you I think they were really got to me there out of the entire preview because I'm not a fan of the Battle Royal. I, I thought it was... I, I can't remember which Royal Rumble it was, but you know they try to do all this hardcore nonsense in the Battle of the Royal Rumble. Uh, but, but, but it was okay. It was funny. But the Casino Battle Royal, whatever the heck they called it, AEW, was just not in my taste. You know They had all this nonsense going on and, and I know they're about diversity and that's great, but some of it just didn't make any sense. It's just it just threw people in there, and I I was confused. Um, I know some indie wrestlers, but I know I don't know all of them. You know I don't know Luchasaurus. I never heard of him. I just I saw his mask. But who was he or what is it? There was no explanation. It just it threw a whole bunch of guys in there. Uh, they just didn't make any sense. But I was not a fan of that. I really wasn't. So uh, if you were trying to get me. To purchase the pay-per-view by watching that battle royal, it just you weren't going to convince me. But the last three matches of that pay-per-view were phenomenal. Dustin and Cody delivered an awesome match, followed by the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, and then of course the main event, Jericho and Kenny Omega, with the surprise of John Moxley. The rest, fair, it was okay. I, I don't think it was, oh my God, I, I can't leave my screen. But it was good. It, it was very, I was entertained. And I know that sports entertainment is kind of like a, a bad term for pro wrestling fans. But I thought it was very entertaining. I thought that it was very athletic. So I think they're on the right path. The only thing that was just really bothered the heck out of me was every time during the pay-per-view, they showed the jib shot. For some reason, I, I, it just didn't make sense. They just threw in the jib shot to show the crowd. When the action was going on in 
inside the ring. I don't know if the producer was having fun. Maybe it was the first time he used their jib shot. So he was just going crazy and using the hell out of it. But there's just times when you show the jib shot. And mostly is when the action is a little slow inside the ring or the cage or whatever. You show that shot to present the crowd. Right? To show you the crowd. Or when you are about to start the program, you open up with a shot to introduce to the viewer, hey, this is the fans, this is the ring, now we're going to get started. But you just don't show that thing when a guy is about to throw himself off the third rope and do some crazy move, and then you show a jib shot. No. And it just really annoyed the hell out of me because you're taking away from the action inside the ring. So to me that is just the only thing. They really. Really got me irate. Other than that. I think it was a solid show. And I would give it a B plus. Now there was another show this past weekend that took place. And they did a hell of a job. And that is NXT TakeOver. All those matches were amazing. Incredible. From Riddle, Riddle and Strong, I, uh, uh, Shirai and, and, and Basler, uh, of course the main event Gargano and Adam Cole. Boy, I mean that Adam Cole match with uh, Johnny Gargano, man, it was oh, freaking incredible. Incredible. You just didn't know when it was going to finish. Same thing with the Velveteen Dream and uh, and Prince Pretty himself, Tyler Breeze. I mean that entire show was great. Really good, phenomenal wrestling. It was very athletic. Less entertainment. So to all the fans that are haters of the WWE because of what's currently going on on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, NXT is a reason why you still continue to watch WWE. I know that the Raw and SmackDown is a little lackluster as far as creativity goes. And I understand that. Hey, I'm, I see it myself. I have found myself turning off Monday Night Raw at 10 p.m. because I'm tired. All that and because the baby doesn't let me sleep. But despite that, it just doesn't engage. You know, it, doesn't, it doesn't have any engagement to me. I'm, it's the same thing. There's nothing new to, to, to watch. So I said, you know what? I'd rather catch up on my sleep and uh, wake up at 5, 5 in the morning and work out. But I think we're headed down a, a good way uh, with AEW in the mix as we get started uh, for them to be on TNT in the fall. And WWE making their debut in the fall as well on Fox Live. It's an interesting time to be a pro wrestling fan, guys. No longer uh, must be must we be pretty much sold on one product, and that's the WWE, because that's what shows on television. But now with the invention of the internet, right? You have so many choices from New Japan, uh, Ring of Honor. I mean, so many things. And now with the WWE Network, if the current product you think sucks, well, just head on to the network and you can watch some classic, you know, Monday Night Raw, Attitude Era stuff. And that's the beauty of it. Well, one man that is a fan of AEW, and he is also the lead singer of Texas Hippie Coalition, that is none other than Big Data Rich, and he joined us this weekend on the Roman Show to talk about his band's latest 
LP high in the saddle available for streaming. And mind you, he toured with Fozzie. He was able to meet all these great dudes like Bubba, uh, Ray Dudley, and so many others. And I want you to listen to this interview. It's a good time. He talks about him commentating amateur mixed martial arts fights. Listen, you're going to have a ball. And of course, we talk some THC. We'll be right back with Big Dad Rich of the Texas Hippie Coalition. So, uh, Big Dad Rich, thanks so much for taking your time and uh, speaking to us. Tell us about the latest album just released uh, last month, High in the Saddle. Uh, you know, it's uh, great stuff. You got a little bit of everything in it, but uh, tell me a little bit about it and what has been the uh, the fan reaction so far. Oh, man, I, mean, I think that um, for the fans that we've had around for a long time, there's definitely some stuff on there that they're going to relate to heavily, uh, telling from the ground, bringing babies, stuff like that. And then the fans that we've just gone from the last couple albums, we have stuff on here like... Uh, why aren't you listening and uh, telling like a devil? Um, and then, as, you know, moonshine. And then when you get into some new fans that we're garnering, songs like Stevie Nicks or Ride or Die. So, you know, even like the last couple of shows, you know, I've noticed that there's people in the audience and they really only know the new songs off of this album. So they've like just discovered us and they just wanted to come out to a show as fast as they could. And, they're singing the songs that we're playing off the album, but the older stuff, they're not recognizing. You know, of course, you got everybody in the audience that already, you know, knows the band and they recognize the old stuff, and they're just out wearing the new stuff. So it seems to be being received well to old fans, uh, newer fans, and then just a lot of people seem to be jumping on board right now. So I'm happy and pleased. And I took notice, uh, you mentioned Moonshine, the first single of the album. Uh, the video, that, you know, quote me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw someone in that video uh, that does stunts like at a, it's a circus. He does all these, these crazy... Uh, <laughs> so, is that, yeah, it, that's uh, Shorty Dangerously. Yes. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's uh, in a touring act called Hell's a Poppin'. I figured, <laughs> I figured. Yeah, so you, you had, that video itself is pretty fun. Tell me about the shooting about it, uh, uh, with that video. Tell me about the video because it, it's pretty unique. It tells a story in the bar. You saw Shorty in there. Uh, tell me about how oh, yeah, the whole concept yeah, the behind video it. Was, uh, you know, when I had the idea for this video, I wanted to do it like a um, like a B movie. You know, like a grindhouse movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> Tarantino-esque. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that um, we we did the best we could in a 14-hour, 16-hour shoot and. Uh, I was very happy with the outcome. Now, speaking of high in the saddle, and we talked about that there's a little bit of everything, a little for the new and the old fans, and uh, I noticed there with Ride or Die, uh, you really take a really slow tempo to the uh, to the sound, and then you pick it up again with, with the others. Tell me a little bit about Ride or Die. I mean, I really get to listen to a little bit of your vocal cords in it. Put your heart and soul. Right on, right on. Definitely wanted to, with this album, um, 
you know, I feel like Texas City College is to where they're at. And if we want to go to the next level, we have to do something more. You know, one of the first things we did was we signed with the E1. Um, that right there is more. And then the next thing we need to do was take our game up a little. So I felt like we had to take our game up straight across the board from uh, musical talent to uh, lyrical content uh, all the way to the uh, vocalizing. So uh, I really pushed myself super hard on the lyrics and then just making sure that when I was singing that I was on point, uh, getting in the range that I needed to be in for that song and just deliver something that came from my heart and soul and that the listener could feel was as real as it gets. Now, any challenges uh, in, in producing this album or anything different compared to the others that you guys have put together? No, no, it's, it's, it's you know, same old rodeo, just uh, fresh pools, and uh, they all work hard. But, you know, we, uh, we're bull riders, and we're going to be on here for longer than eight seconds. So I, I've got the pleasure of seeing you twice here uh, in South Florida, and uh, we, we can't wait to see you back down here. Uh, I took notice of you at, uh, you were on tour with Fozzie, uh, I don't know, back at maybe three years ago, uh, which was a great tour. Tell me touring with, with, with a guy like Chris Jericho, the lead man of Fozzie, a pro wrestler, uh, and, and a guy who's been on Dancing with the Stars. So tell me about some of the tours and, and, and the tours that we anticipate now because of this album coming up. Well, you know, touring is, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to be, you know, it's, we, we're never we're never leaving home to go to work. We're just leaving home to go play, and it's always fun to play. And uh, with uh, Jericho, you know, he is. There's this one thing I tell everybody that um, in life I strive to be a one man empire, and um, Chris Jericho is definitely a one man empire. He's done great things with his career in the music business, uh, his career now with AEW and what all he's doing, um, you know, taking on WWE, uh, you know, right by the horns. Um, so I have the utmost respect for him. You know, um, we, we joked around a lot on tour. Uh, he was always one that could take a joke, and he could dish it out, too, for sure. So uh, he was not only a great performer, a great wrestler, but uh, he seems to be a genuinely great really good person, good dude. And, um, you know, um, for Texas City Coalition, we just tour like crazy. And any band out there that wants to have some band come and jump on tour with them, you know, we're ready to rock. And I think that we could tour with anybody from any genre. You know, we could go out with a country band, we could go out with a rock band, we could go out with a metal band. And uh, I think we could fill in any holes all the way across the board. So we'll take all callers. Are, are you a pro wrestling fan by any chance? I mean, you know about AEW, so it seems that you're a little bit tuned into the world of pro wrestling. Oh, man. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. I used to be in the mixed martial arts world. I used to own a company called Five Time Productions. We put on amateur boxing matches. We worked with the Olympic Committee. Uh, we had MMA fights. We built our own cages. Um, we were all through Texas and Oklahoma. And... Uh, made pretty good money doing it. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, when it comes to wrestling, I'm, I'm a monster fan of wrestling. Have been always my uh, my youngest boy. His, his name is Hunter Kane. He's named after 
Triple H and Kane, of course. So, uh, yeah, I'm a big wrestling fan. And uh, that's Jericho, you know, he introduced me to some guys out on the road. And it was just awesome. You know, I got to meet uh, Brother Ray Dudley and a few others. And he was always, you know, he knew I was a big wrestling fan, so he would always make sure that when somebody showed up, he would come and uh, introduce me to him. So that just goes to tell you what kind of great guy he is, you know. Any yeah, I love wrestling. I love AEW right now. I'm a big supporter of AEW. I, I love WWE, but I want them to have some competition. And mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, wrestling when I grew up, you know, it was aimed at my father's uh, and my father, and I loved it. And when I became a man, you know, it just sort of seemed like they started aiming it at the children. And, you know, I don't think we should aim that market at the children. Let's aim the market at the adults. And if we keep the children and sell to the children, we're always going to have a John Cena or somebody like that that's going to keep the kids happy, but we need to have people like The Undertaker and Stone Cold and Jake the Snake and Mankind, you know, we need some great, great big names, you know, that seem to be missing in this, uh, this time of era. I, you know, I, I think that the producing uh, THC producing a song maybe for like a John Moxley, formerly Noah Dean Ambrose, I think that'd be a pretty good fit, don't you think? So, in this MMA uh, amateur uh, promotion, any of the uh, names that made it to a UFC or Bellator that you recall? Um, one night I called some shows with uh, Tito Ortiz, and uh, I called some stuff with Forrest Griffin. A uh, couple of uh, big name fighters I called their fights. I think it was Travis Brown, oh. uh, one of the fights that I called of his. He. Uh, First time I ever seen, I've seen a lot of people try to put this move on, uh, on people that never get it to hold. And he put this crucifix on this guy, and the guy tapped out from the crucifix. It was beautifully, beautifully done. Great hold, uh, secured it and locked it in tightly. And I could tell he was breaking the guy in half. And the guy was screaming, tap, tap, I'm out, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Tito, uh, we got along so good. Tito ended up giving me the beanie off of his head. <laughs> <laughs> any any chance maybe THC putting up some sort of like a a, a rock, heavy rock MMA show, boxing, and all in one? I'd be all about it. You know, I would damn sure be all about it. Um, I think that's our world. You know, we uh, everywhere we go, you know, we got alpha males coming out to see us. Uh, we play biker rallies, we play fireman's balls, uh, everywhere we go, the police come out and number. I, when I'm in L.A., the chopper coppers come to the show. When I'm in Arizona, SWAT comes to the show. When I'm in Pennsylvania, all the state troopers show up. When I'm down in Tulsa, I mean, I always tell everybody when I play Tulsa, you might as well go ahead and rob a bank because every sheriff, uh, <laughs> police, police officer, state troopers all at the show, so... Well, Big Daddy Rich, I want to thank you so much for your time, and we look forward to, of course, enjoying more of the, the new album and seeing you on tour. And again, hopefully you guys make it down to South Florida. We'd love to have you down here again. I know we're coming to Florida in the fall, and they'll be hitting four or five places down there, so I'm sure we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you so kindly. Ladies and gentlemen, 
listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. I'm telling you, if we were able to get THC and MMA events, heck, throw in a pro wrestling. Think about it. You got pro wrestling, MMA, and Texas Hippie Coalition all in one room. You're missing other strippers, right? Jesus, that that would be a that's like a a man's dream. You got metal, you got wrestling, you got MMA. Good stuff. Maybe one day we will get to see some Texas Hippie Coalition and a mixed martial arts at the same time. Hey, guy, why not have THC play the theme song for the fighter walking down? To the ring or the cage. That is really neat. Alright. Make sure you listen to their latest LP. Good stuff there from Texas Hippie Coalition. Hey, and battle. And make sure you check them out when they visit a town near you. Alright. UFC's pay per view is this weekend. Henry Tejudos and Marlon Moraes face off for the vacant Bantamweight title this Saturday. I have to tell you this fight. Do not, and I repeat, do not sleep. I'm Marlon Moraes. This guy is a badass. He's been on the Roman show a couple of times. I remember him when he was on the uh, World Series of Fighting. He trained, or has trained, with uh, Eddie, uh, Frankie Edgar. Uh, And I have to tell you that he is so amazing, quick, fast. And listen, if Henry Cejudo, doesn't bring his A game. We might just have a new bantamweight champion, and that man is going to be Marlon Moraes. I'm telling you. Because this guy can bring it, and he's exciting. Look for his kicks, look for his combinations. Oh, I, I, I'm pumped. I really do feel, and I, I know, I, and I'm not taking anything away from Henry Cejudo. He's an Olympic wrestler. He's a, he's won uh, gold medals. He's won uh, the UFC. He is the UFC flyweight champion. But Martin Moraes, and he's a, such a humble guy too, by the way. But this guy is exciting. He's electrifying. And he is going to bring it. I'm telling you right now. Mark my words. Don't be surprised if this man is a new champion of the UFC. I'm telling you right now. Do not sleep on Marlon Mirage. And this pay-per-view is all packed. They got Tony Ferguson, who's coming back to action against none other than Donald Cerrone. You know that fight is going to be a slugfest. And I have to tell you, this is a coin toss. Cerrone, of course, he's always electrifying, a lot of fun to watch. Ferguson is just a beast. Tough dude, both on the ground and at the top. But considering that Ferguson has had his issues with his personal life, I don't know how much that is going to play a role in this fight. I don't know how much of an emotional distress or mental distress he has and if that will play a role in this fight against Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone just came off a a victory really, really recently. This guy takes like a week off and he's ready to fight. This guy doesn't fight every 
five months or once a year or whatever. So I'm going to have to probably give a slight edge to Donald Cerrone. Because I think that is where Donald has Ferguson beaten. And that is to the mind. I think that he's coming in here clean. You know, he always comes out with a baby. He's doing it for his family. He's hungry. He doesn't have any 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 drama or issues with his personal life. I have. I'm gonna have to go slightly with the cowboy, Donald Cerrone, defeating Tony Ferguson. But man, this pay per view is stacked. Those three, and, and, and I'm not over. I was about to say a third fight, but there's another fight, and that's uh, Valentina Shevchenko who's putting her title on the line. So you got two titles and the Ferguson and Donald Cerrone. I got to tell you, recently the pay-per-views have been eh. This one, oh, you better get your pennies together to watch this one because it's going to be a good one. Alexander Gustafson announces retirement after losing to Anthony Smith this past weekend. Gustafson hasn't doing uh, well as of late. And, boy, I saw a different, different, different Gustafson in this past fight against Smith. He wasn't in it. Just jumping around, not doing anything at all. In that first round, he got his shin cut open. And then from there, everything just went haywire. Gustafson wasn't the Gustafson that we are used to seeing uh, inside the cage. He's not the guy that nearly beat or beat John Jones. And he decided just to hang it up. But hey, if indeed it is the last time that we see Alexander Gustafson, well, thank you. Thank you for giving us a good fight against John Jones. We all had money and hoping and praying that you would defeat John Jones when you met him a second time, but fortunately, it didn't go that way. King Mo is also retiring. Remember King Mo from uh, the Bellators uh, and so many other promotions because of his uh, uh, eye-opening entrances. And he's also a wrestler over, or was a wrestler at Impact Wrestling. Every now and then he shows up. Uh, but King Mo is retiring. He says that his body is just beat up. Can't take it anymore. Uh, so King Mo, thank you. Thank you for your charisma and all of your performances inside the cage. Lastly, I want to finish up with one note. And I know we don't talk much on uh, boxing here, but uh, what we do, we do. We cover it all, sports in general. Andy Ruiz defeated Anthony Joshua. Uh, over the weekend, and uh, if you take of uh, Andy, Andy Ruiz, you take a look at him. He's your guy that uh, I don't know, plumber, you know, doesn't have the has a dad bod compared to his opponent who has this prototype type of body. Nonetheless, Andy Ruiz has. Pretty much shocked the world, but not only shocked the world. He really, really represents that good old saying: "Never underestimate the heart of a champion." Because, sorry, I have to take a little break there to drink some water. Because when you look at this guy, you might never think that he would be a champ, or that he's athletic for that reason. But by God. That he knocked the hell out of this guy. Sent his, he sent his back his uh, his ass back home to uh to England. 
the way that uh, Andy Ruiz beat him up. The first Mexican heavyweight to earn a championship in the world of boxing. Congratulations, Andy. And uh, keep doing it, man. You're a role model. And I'm sure you've made a lot of people happy around the world. And a lot of people that have been pretty much down on themselves have, are now looking to you saying, hey, I can do that too. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us here on The Roman Show. We will catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't heard. Till next time, guys.